Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is, it's really nice to be in this space. I think I'm probably not the only one that feels this way. Today, Wake It Up was easier. You know, as a Niners fan, it just, things are trending the correct way with injury reports, which we'll dive into, but the Bosa signing. The Bosa signing, look at this, Joe. I I still smiling after yesterday. Whenever I hear Niners news, I go to the Rush podcast. John will tell me the truth. Man, appreciate that, Joe. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Everything right now is just trending upwards. And here we are. This is the Thursday, week one, games coming up. This is my favorite thing to do. If you've been with us, this is, you know, we're, this is entering into year eight for the 49ers rush podcast, which is crazy. Um, But this was our flagship episode. This is whenever I first started coaching, you know, one of my jobs was scouting other teams. And so I'd have my sheet and my notes and I'd go watch these things and I'd watch film and I'd list all these things. And whenever I, I got out of the coaching world and, you know, started doing this just for fun because I'm a crazy person, I was like, man, it would be really, really cool to kind of do that same thing through film with these opposing teams, the Niners going to play. And that's what we have today. Um, Scouting report. We're going to deep dive into the opposing team, the Steelers, their coaches, their players, what they did last year, who they added, all these things, key matchups, predictions, bets of the week. This is keys to the game. I love this episode. Like I am, I'm excited. Usually we go live at 10. I pushed it back an hour just so I could do more research. You know what I mean? And I got to give a shout out, hat tip to the man, Coach Cruz, who helped me with this background, with this research. He did a hell of a job. Uh, He always does a hell of a job. And our executive producers, as always, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilton Niners, 49ers, George, 365. We got a team over here. I know I'm the red-faced guy in front of the camera all the time, but, man, I'm so pumped about today's episode. This is going to be a longer show. At least hopefully it does. And we'll get to a lot of your questions before we do our predictions and stuff. So keep that stuff coming. We got the poll up on Twitter who or on YouTube. Who is going to be the best offensive player? That's, that's one of the things that I'm curious about with this. Also, we finally get to do a giveaway. We announced this Bosa, Bosa jersey giveaway over almost three weeks ago. And, you know, the process got drug out, drug out, drug out, whatever. It's done. Now we get to give away a brand new 
freaking fanatics, you know, Nick Bosa jersey to any of the people that participate, all you hashtag CCs. I love you guys. We'll announce that about halfway through the show. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get that out. I, I just, I love giving stuff away. And I really do appreciate all the hashtag CCs, the countdown crew. That's just the lifeblood of everything that we do here is interactions, positivity, bringing things up. What's up, Josh? Uh, appreciate Josh. He's going to be out there with us, the 49ers guru, helping with the trivia questions that we're going to be doing this weekend, which is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, really appreciate you guys. David says, hashtag CC, no place I'd rather be. Ah, and yeah, Jeremy, the offseason's over. That's done. D-U-N, it's time to move forward. We got in-season football, two days away. I mean, there's football tonight. And if you want to bet that, I put up uh, our first bet, four-team teaser, 13-point teaser. Um, and I need to make a video. I had a lot of people, you know, new bettors coming on this year, which is awesome. I'm going to make a video and put that out on uh, Patreon and the 49ersrush.com, how to navigate the page over there and just how to make everything work because I want this to be fun and I want you along for the ride. Again, all the CCs, man. I love you guys. Yards is the best. What's up, Big Papa? I still got to call you, man. I've been so freaking busy. I apologize about that. Uh, Tim Ford, man, going to be hanging out a little bit later this year. Oh, you're coming out to Pittsburgh. That's right. We'll be hanging out at that time as well. We'll talk about all that stuff with all the, you know, wonderful road trip stuff that we got planned. I'm so freaking pumped. This is awesome. Uh, Shane says, yeah, a live John Chapman. Uh, we are just bouncing today, man. Ed says, John, today is nine dash seven. I didn't even think about that. Bosa, baby, 97 showing up the night of nine, seven, or I guess the morning of, um, you know, he is officially back with the team, which is awesome. He's going to practice today for the first time. That is just incredible. I'm pumped. I am pumped uh right here who is cmc that's christian mccaffrey baby come on now come on ben come on we got this y'all know this y'all better than this absolutely love it so here we go let's dive in because you know we're right off the bosa five-year extension deal and on top of that you know this news kind of snuck in yesterday that the 49ers restructured both george kittle and trent williams freeing up another 23.2 million dollar cap space this tells me several things. One, I truly do believe, this is my assumption, this was a backup plan because they weren't expecting the Bosa deal to get done. The 4 p.m. deadline for the cap was yesterday, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, so 1 p.m. here, right before Bosa signed his deal. So there, there's two possibilities with these restructures. One, and my I think most likely, they weren't sure the Bosa deal was going to get done. So they had to restructure these guys to get underneath the cap for this year and, you know, have the freedom to maybe make a trade later or a big signing. Two, they did all of this so that they wouldn't necessarily backload the Bosa deal. You could take a bigger cap hit this year to have more flexibility down the road. We'll see. Once the Bosa deal comes out, that first-year cap hit will tell you everything. If the first-year cap hit is between 10 to $14 million, then <laughs> these were, you know, backup plans to getting under the cap. If that first year Bosa deals over a $20 million cap hit, then these were done to free up room for Bosa. So we'll see what that looks like. And we're not going to know those cap details for a couple more days is my assumption. Um, but anyway, take that for, for what you want. 
take that for what you will. So here we go. Let's dive in. I'm so freaking pumped. 49ers versus Steelers week one. This offseason, let's bury it, man. It was, you know, it was like a where's Waldo with Bosa. Is he signing today? Is he signing today? Is he signing today? And I don't know if you saw the video the Niners put out whenever they picked him up at the tarmac from the airport. He said, sorry about the scare, guys. Let's go get some wins. I really want to know what happened there. If Bosa finally said we're signing this damn deal today, if they finally met his demands, we'll see. But Bosa's back, period. Kittle, uh, that sucks. He's in and out. He's in and out, but he's practicing. He's limited. He was in pads yesterday. That's great. Ray Ray, Wolverine. He got cleared to practice. I thought there was like a 0%. I thought he was going on IR. He didn't. Danny Gray did. And then I was like, okay, maybe week three he'll be back. Nope, he's already practicing. He's cleared. And that's huge if he comes back. Absolutely huge. Now, you look at these two teams. And li listen to this stat, okay? Let's look at the Niners first. In 2022, last season, the 49ers went 15-0 and when... They turned the ball over one or zero times in the game. 15 and 0. Didn't lose. One turnover or less, undefeated. Last year, it's different this year. But times they turned the ball over two or more times, guess what? 0 and 5. There you go. Turn the ball over, lose games, protect the ball, win games. That's how talented of a roster this is. You just do your damn job and don't give the opposing team a little bit extra. You win the damn game. That's that's key to me, okay? Now, we look at the opponent, and this is going to be a very heavy Pittsburgh Steelers episode because I want you, right? What, what are our two big goals from the 49ers Rush podcast, right? Increase fan experience through education. A lot of that's based on film, analytics, all that stuff, right? So I want you, whenever you're watching the football game this Sunday, Early kickoff. Oh, so pumped. I want you to know what's going on on both sides of the ball, what players to look out for, what they're trying to do, what we're trying to stop, all of that. So this is a crash course in understanding what is happening before it happens. Okay, does that make sense? I'm giving you the game plan of both teams. So just understand, we'll be talking Niners for sure, but we're focusing a lot on the enemy behind enemy lines today. Uh, whenever I first started doing this series, I would always play uh, the Rage Against the Machine song, right? No, you're right, I'm A, uh, which is like one of my favorite songs ever. But then I got hit with copyright strikes. I didn't know about that stuff, but I can't do that anymore. But regardless, this is knowing your enemy. So let, let's look at the Steelers. Last year, they go 9-8, and eight, and they won a lot of games down the stretch. 16 consecutive years from head coach Mike Tomlin, my favorite head coach in the NFL. He's number one for me with over a 500 record, most ever in NFL history for a starting coach, but they did finish third. The AFC North is a tough division. Uh, I mean, there's no Ravens, Bengals, Browns have been a joke, but still quality team. Now, if you look at just why they were able to accomplish that, they were 26th in points scored. Their offense wasn't really great. Average 18 points a game, not good. 10th, though, in points allowed, 10th. Uh, so you're keeping teams to 20 points a game. You're scoring 18. They were negative in the point differential, but 9 and 8. Now, if we look at, and I want to look at all kinds of scopes, all kinds of different things to understand both these teams, the PFF rankings from last year. Now, you're sitting there saying, like, well, this isn't last year. Well, 
that's the only data we have to go on heading into week one. Because, yeah, there's turnover. We'll talk about the players. We'll talk about all those things. But it's what we got. So I want to go through analytics, film, all those different things, and just try to get the best, the clearest possible picture, picture we can of this team. Overall, from PFF, Steelers ranked 18th, right in the middle. Offense, 16th. Defense, 18th. They're 9-8. and eight. They're an average team last year. But there was one area they were not average in, and that was special teams, which has kind of been the 49ers' Achilles heel. They were 31st. They were terrible. And if you listen to Mike Tomlin's um, press conference this week, he started off by talking about special teams. Their top three leading tacklers last year, all gone. They completely uprooted everything about their special teams core, and they are trying to move forward and improve. So that's going to be something to watch because if the 49ers have an advantage in special teams, yeesh, then the Niners have an advantage in all three phases of the game now that post is back. Now, you can talk about the Niners' special teams. Moody's banged up. Ray Ray's banged up. Mitch wasn't good in the preseason. We'll, we'll have to see what that looks like, but I still like what we have there collectively. Now, if you look at the 49ers' PFF scores from last year, overall, second. Offense, fourth. Defense, second. Special teams, 22nd. So they're, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> Top four at offense, defense overall is pretty damn good. Special teams, all right. A little bit of a struggle there. Now let's deep dive into who Mike Tomlin is, how he got to where he is, some of his 49ers connections. Um, 16 straight seasons. You know, the Steelers do it right. I'm so jealous of their franchise, not because they've won more, but because they just don't give a damn about drama. They've had three head coaches. Three head coaches, listen to this. This is what's crazy. You go back, you go back so far. It was Chuck Knoll, <laughs> Bill Cowher, then right here, Mike Tomlin. That's it. Three head coaches. Incredible. In the past, I don't even know how many damn years. Now, if we look at Mike Tomlin's career resume, 163 wins, 93 losses, two ties. That's great. Postseason, he's got eight postseason wins, nine postseason losses. That's all right. You know, it's very rare for coaches to have such a high postseason win rate. Kyle Shanahan's different. He's different. Um, best winning percentage in franchise history. Better than Cowher, better than Noel. That's crazy. Ten playoff runs. They made the playoffs in 10 out of 16 years since he's been there. Seven division titles. Three AFC championship games. Two Super Bowl appearances. One Super Bowl title. Shanahan beats him in almost all of these different things, except for the division titles and except for the Super Bowl. Uh, but he's already got as many AFC, you know, NFC championship game appearances. He's just got to win that Super Bowl. He does that. Then it's, you know, whatever. And, and Kyle Shanahan did this exact same thing for the Steelers. He'd be their coach for as long as he wanted to. They understand things a little bit different. We, we're different here. We're a little bit more volatile. <laughs> it's the best way to say it. Um, yeah, it's just what it is. He is behind Chuck Knoll, uh, 30 game wins. So Mike Tomlin has 163, Chuck Knoll 193. He's 30 game, 30 wins behind him. He'll catch him. He's going to catch him in three years. No doubt about that. Um, and what I thought was most interesting, and really you could look at the offensive coordinator, Matt, uh, Canada, defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, Mike Tomlin, all started. Humble Roots, he was a wide receiver coach at VMI, Virginia Military Institute. That's where he started. 
his first NFL job was with Kyle Shanahan. Um, in 2005, he was the def- uh, the defensive back coach for the 2005 Tampa Bay Bucks. Kyle Shanahan was the quality control on the offensive side. So they would go against each other a lot in practice, um, which is – you can't really say that – you can say they coached together, but it's different spectrums, right? Uh, it's just completely different. Being a quality control guy versus DB coach, a little bit different. And what – again – Steelers recognize greatness, and you cannot find people that say bad things about Mike Tomlin. You can't do it. They don't exist. He's that damn good. He was a defensive coordinator for one year in the NFL. One. He was with the Vikings in 2006. He was a head coach in 2007. The guy just belonged. Their offensive coordinator, you know, he he's just been promoted everywhere. We'll dive a little bit more into that. But Matt Canada, you know, played college ball at Indiana. And, you know, it's his fifth season with the Steelers. He's been there. He's a three yards in a cloud of dust kind of guy. Probably one of the most boring old school offenses in the NFL. Terrell Austin, um, Terrell Austin, sorry, the defensive coordinator, Pittsburgh. (laughs) Played football at the University of Pitt. Uh, Coached for Pittsburgh. Now he's the D.C. He's been there forever. So, like, there are people at the top are grounded and rooted in Pittsburgh. It's what they are. They've been there. The continuity is top-notch. Niners, we keep losing everybody because we're much more of an innovative, whereas they're a much more don't rock the boat, let's stay steady, all those things. Now, injuries for both teams uh, don't seem to be too significant. You know, I'll put a percentage on how much I think, you know, we've got Moody, Kittle, McLeod, and Mason. Those are the four big injuries um, and I'll, I'll give you a percentage on how likely I think they are to play. This is just my opinion. Moody, I think 90%. I think he's playing. Kittle, I'm going to say 75%. McLeod, 60%, a little less. Mason, I think he's a coin toss. Uh, and so, personally, I would not have Mason play this game, even if he was cleared. Just take that extra time. We've got Elijah Mitchell. We got TDP. We're good there. You just get fully 1,000% healthy. We'll bring you up later on down the road. Um, that's huge. Now we look at the Steelers injuries. Tomlin said he expects everybody to play. There's really just three James Daniels or JT, uh, JT Daniels. He's their right. Um, he's their right guard. Cameron Hayward, one of their all pros, amazing player. He's going to play a Larry Okunjobi, who's opposite of Hayward. They're left and right defensive ends, but I fully expect all of them to play. I really do. Now the history of this matchup, these teams don't play a lot. Yeah. Literally, blue chip programs, AFC and NFC. These guys are the creme de la creme. They, they, they've been there. Lots of Super Bowl wins, lots of titles. I mean, these are the best of the best. There's no doubt about it. They played 22 times. The 49ers have the edge. Uh, the 49ers have won 12. Steelers have won 10. That's going to be a trivia question this week when we're giving away a bunch of autographed jerseys at our events. Uh, so you guys listening, boom, there you go. 49ers have won 12. Steelers 10. 49ers are 6-3 and three since 1990. But if we go back to the last time the Niners beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, you got to jump in a DeLorean. Uh, it's a while ago. Now, they don't play there that often, but it was back in 1996. The winning quarterback was Steve Young throwing to Jerry Rice. That's how long it's been since the Niners have won in Pittsburgh. That's going to be another trivia question this weekend. So. 
All right, let's go to the last time we played. You got to go back. It was in 2019, the year we went to the Super Bowl. The quarterbacks were Jimmy Garoppolo and Mason Rudolph. How hilarious is that? And, and Mason Rudolph's still on this damn team. <laughs> Mason Rudolph, say whatever you want about him. He has outlasted C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, Jimmy G, and Trey Lance. Now it's, you know, obviously he's a backup and all those things, but, ah, man, yeah, it's a trip. Uh, the 49ers won that game, 24-20. to uh, Niners dominated the entire game, but... We had five turnovers and still won somehow. Two interceptions, three lost fumbles. Jimmy G threw for 277 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, Mostert, Breida, and Wilson, those were our three-headed running backs. They had two rushing touchdowns, 165 total yards. Kittle, six catches, 57 yards. Um, Kyle Juszczyk had three catches for 51 yards. And that was the famous where he threw Mika Fitzpatrick, right? You remember? Boom. Uh, kind of threw him over and suplexed him. That was awesome. And the game-winning touchdown, Dante freaking Pettis. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's only touchdown pass of the game. Dante Pettis closing seconds uh, to get the win. Uh, look at the defensive box score. This is hilarious. DeForest Buckner, 10 tackles. Quan Alexander, 7 tackles. Now Quan is on their team, the Steelers. He's a special teamer over there. Man, how things change. In four short years, um, four short years, but maybe very similar results in the fact that Super Bowl of the year, maybe for the Niners, uh, they definitely belong there. The roster says they belong there. No doubt about that. Now, new additions for the Steelers. They have had some turnovers, free agency. They brought in Patrick Peterson. We know him with the Cardinals forever. They brought in two Philly linemen, not one, but two Isaac uh, Siamalu. And Nate Herbig, that's their starting guards now. Um, Cole Holcomb, they brought him over. Some guys they lost. Cameron Sutton, corner. Devin Bush, linebacker. Terrell Edmonds, linebacker. He's probably the biggest loss. He's a hell of a player. They go out in the draft. I think they had one of the best drafts. Uh, traded up to get Broderick Jones. And Mike Tomlin said, he's our backup. Tomlin does the same thing with rookies that Kyle Shanahan does. You got to earn the right. You're not getting a job. And so he's not starting. The guy they traded up and took 14th overall at left tackle is their backup left tackle. Joey Porter Jr., who they traded, uh, they got in the second round, guess what? Not starting. Backup. And so all of these guys, Keanu Benton in the second round, who I loved out of Wisconsin, backup. Darnell Washington, tight end, everybody loved backup. None of these guys are getting starting playing time. None of their rookies. Zero. They have that depth. I won't be shocked if we see some of them. But, yeah, I mean, they, they've got talent, but they're redshirting their guys as well, just like the 49ers do. It, it's the exact same practice. Now, I fly out to Pittsburgh early in the morning, and my flight leaves at, like, 7 in the morning. I land at, like, 7 at night. Southwest, we got layovers, all that stuff, but I got to bring all the bags, so it's what it is. If you have not been out to one of our games, you got to check us out, guys. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Man, we've got so much stuff going on this weekend. I'm pumped. If you get in Friday, head over to Shorty's Pins and Pints. Uh, the 717 and Avery, who's a great chapter president, they're going to be over there. As soon as I land, I'm going to try to get there. I'll be there late. Not my event. Uh, just show up. Say what's up. Let them know the 49ers Rush sent you. Our party, who we're doing along with the 717, we're going to be at McFadden Saturday from 2 to 9 p.m. It's going to be incredible. And then our tailgate, of course, tailgate's going to be off the charts, man. Um, which I want to say, um, we had somebody reach out and say, hey, I want to give away two tailgate spots this weekend. So if you are coming out and you want to party with us, I'm going to be announcing on Twitter um how to get those if you don't follow us on twitter um we'll figure that out but i'm going to retweet some stuff and put that out there on twitter it's not up there yet very very busy day but i'm giving away two all you can eat all you can drink all you know liquor giveaways all that stuff two entrances to our um what's it called um tailgate from an anonymous patreon supporter um he's on the 49ersrush.com now but that's huge people building the community that's the stuff we love. And if you don't have tickets yet, go get them. 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Um, you can see all the parties we've got all year long, 12 different games. We are freaking doing whatever we can to get the community together. That, that That's just, that's what we do here. Oh, look at this. Uh, Juan Solace, the man. He says, let's go. That time of the year, let's give away a shirt. Hashtag CC. Let's do it. Oh, I've got a question. Um, I've got a question right here. Let me open up this trivia that we're going to be doing right here. Uh, but here we go. Here's the question. Oh, I like this. I'm over here looking through Josh's trivia that he sent me. Um, let's go with this one. Yeah, right here. Which player, the first one that comes up in the chat, will receive a shirt that uh, compliments of the great Juan Salas. I'll get you a 49ers rush shirt. Which player led the 49ers in interceptions last year? Which player led the 49ers in receptions? This is only for our live crew. Uh, so I know somebody's listening to this downloaded podcast, and they're like, ah, screaming the answer and all those things. And they're like, ah, yeah, sorry, this is for live crew only. And I'm going to go with the first one that pulls up on my chat. I understand that it might be a little bit different on yours, but I have to go off mine. There we go. The answers are coming in. There it is. Get your answer in. Uh, it didn't take long to get the correct answer. The first one that showed up on my screen, which I have to always say because on your screen you might be first, have to go with the one that's on mine. Um, Gibson is the correct answer. Tayshawn Gibson, Niners Nation, congratulations. Thank you, Juan Salas. Uh, go ahead and email me, 49ersrushpodcast at gmail.com. Um, let me know your size and all that stuff, and I'll get that ordered online and get that sent out to you. Thank you, Juan Salas. Community, baby. Giving away a Bosa jersey. Giving away two all-you-can-eat, drink, tailgate tickets. Giving away T-shirts. I freaking love this place. I love this place, man. I love these people. This is awesome. Uh, could not be happier right now. So, hopefully you guys had fun with that giveaway. Tayshawn Gibson had five interceptions last year. 
Um, next up was Talano Hufunga with four, who I fully expect to lead the 49ers in interceptions this year. It's going to be Huff. Um, that, that's just what it is. Now, let's look at the Steelers' defense. Let's deep dive, baby. Let's deep dive. Their defensive coordinator, it's Mike Tomlin. He's He helps with the defense, but Terrell Austin is the D.C. acting D.C. Four-year letterman at the University of Pitt, right? Then he became a graduate assistant at, at Penn State. Then Wake Forest DB's coach, Syracuse defensive assistant, Michigan defensive assistant, went to the Seahawks with four years, screw that, Cars for three years, University of Florida D.C. in 2010, Ravens for three years. Guess what? He was with the Ravens when they beat us in the Super Bowl. I hate this man. I don't. He's a good dude, actually. Uh, but, I mean, he's got Seahawks, Cards, Ravens, Lions D.C. four years, Bengals D.C. one year. Now he's been with the Steelers for back-to-back -back years. This is his third year. But if we have to look at the negatives, Austin's defense has never finished above 13th and points allowed. Not really what he's great at. He did finish pretty damn good. Their last seven games in 2022, no teams got over 18 points. They finished the year pretty damn strong. Can they pick up on that? Vegas says they're going to and that this is going to be a defense battle. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Now, sorry, I had to take cough drop. Uh, we got a long show. We're going to be here for a minute, baby. Now, let's go through the Steelers' defensive ranks last year, okay, in 2022. This is all we got. And we'll update this throughout the year as different teams we play. This is what they finished with last year. It's all we got. Tenth in total points. Thirteenth in yards, um, which I think I said a missed stat while ago. Um, yeah, thirteenth in points allowed. 13th in yards is what I was supposed to say. No Terrell Austin defense has ever finished better than 13th in yards allowed. I misspoke while ago. Sorry about that. 14th in turnovers. 32nd in fumbles. They only got three fumbles all of last year. That is insane to me. Um, I, I just I, I don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> it's almost impossible to get that few of turnovers. Niner Station says, nice, appreciate it, John and Juan. Hey, man, that's all Juan. Hey, that ain't me. That ain't me. But it's the community, and I think that's huge. That's huge. Um, now, let's keep looking. Fifth and first downs allowed. They do not give up. They buckle down on third and fourth down, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, first and interceptions. Tied with the 49ers, both of these defenses put up 20 picks last year. Tied for best in the NFL. One of my favorite bets this week is Kenny Pickett will throw an interception. That's one of my bets of the week. Just a little teaser there. Ninth and rushing yards allowed. That's huge. If we can run the ball, this game is over. If the Niners establish the run, it doesn't matter what the Steelers do. You get the, you get the run established, this game's over. I'm not quite sure, though, that Kyle Shanahan's going to come out with that mindset of 30-plus runs. I know he wants to run the ball. I don't, I'm not so sure, though. Um, we'll see this game. We'll see this game. Eighth in yards per rush. 4.2 yards allowed per rush attempt. I'll take that all day. Um, 18th and third downs. 26th and fourth down conversion rate. 17th in the red zone. Not the best defense. Now, if we look at their players to watch out for, this is where it gets scary, right? TJ Watt. All pro. Former defensive player of the year. Ties the all-time sack record. 
dude's unbelievable. Um, you know, he was 19th on PFF last year. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick, who I think is the best safety in the game. He was third on PFF last year. Cameron Hayward. You're not going to find a better two-way player against the run, against the pass. It just, he'd been doing it forever. What's he got, like six Pro Bowls and three All-Pros? Fifth in PFF. Now, Patrick Peterson's been great, long in the tooth. But dude's just a freak athlete, you know, whatever. He was 12th on PFF last year. He can still play. And then Alex Highsmith. He's the outside linebacker opposite TJ Watt, 24th last year. Just got a big extension, nowhere near like Bosa, but he got paid. They've got guys. They've got their studs. I mean, that's one, two, three, four. They've got five studs out of 11. Now, let's flip that coin a little bit. Who are the ones that you can exploit? Because I think there's four guys out of 11 that you could very easily go get these guys. Very easily. You, their linebacking core is bad. It's not good. And I saw somebody earlier talk about, you know, exploit those linebackers. Yeah, right here. Big Papa, he knows his stuff. Attack the linebackers. You know, you're looking at Roberts, their starting linebacker. He was 63rd out of 81 linebackers last year. 55 PFF grade. They're, they lost Terrell Edmonds. They lost Devin Bush. It's a weakness. They're expecting these guys to step up, but it's just like, ugh. we'll see. We'll see. Adams, their nose tackle, not great. He's a big old dude, and he's a space eater. 48.9 on PFF, which was 105 out of 127 defensive tackles. Not good. Now, Brindle... This is kind of like, okay, Brindle's not good versus the run. <laughs> it's, it's his weakness. Adam's not good versus the run. That's his weakness. We'll see there. Who, who's going to be able to exploit that matchup? Wallace, their number two outside corner, not good. Uh, 68 out of all the corners on PFF last year. And they play man so much. We're going to get into the scheme in a second. They played the fifth most man coverage last year in the NFL. I'm going to put Wallace on Ayuk. And you're going to play man coverage? You know, I see everybody's answers. You know, I asked the question, the poll. Who is going to have the best offensive game? And it's got 160 votes. Yeah, The options I gave were CMC, IU, Purdy, and Debo. CMC won the poll with 56%. Debo, 17. IU, 14. Purdy, 13. Guys, I'm telling you right now. I am betting Ayuk through the roof. You're going to play man coverage with a subpar corner against number 11? CMC going to eat now. I'm not saying he ain't. I'm not saying he... I'm telling you right now, the most lopsided matchup, one-on-one, -on -one, is Brandon Ayuk versus Wallace. If Brandon Ayuk goes to the left side, who I don't think they're going to have Patrick Peterson shadow Ayuk. I probably would if I was them. Whew. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm betting pretty heavy. I'm taking the over on receptions. I'm taking the over on yards for Brendan Ayuk this week. And the, the best news about it is his, his, his expectation is low. Now, if Kittle's out, that goes up even more. If Kittle's playing, then I, I think there might be appropriately kind of a stage there. Uh, what's up, Grand A? He says, BA going to have him on skates. I'm telling you right now. Brandon Ayuk was the best offensive player all through training camp. All through training camp. Him and CMC. 
You putting up like it's smart that the Steelers didn't play their two rookies this week or start them, right? You don't <laughs> you don't want Broderick Jones' first game going against Nick Bosa. You don't want that. You don't want Joey Porter Jr.'s first game going against Brandon Ayuk. You don't want that. You are Mike Tomlin's a damn good coach and smart as hell. And so you put the vets out there and you say, look, <laughs> you do what you can do, man. Um, but you don't put your rookie out there to be put in a blender. And they're not doing that. Ed says, yeah, one-on-one with IU is going to be fun to watch. Um, especially if you're going to have Minka helping out with CMC and Kittle, which is what I would do defensively. Whew. Number 11, baby. Number 11. That's why I'm thinking... Yeah, you run the ball. The 49ers always run the ball. I'm not against that. But you're putting Wallace one-on-one in man coverage with Ayuk. I'm throwing the ball eight times out of ten right there. Eight, he's going to toast that. I'm telling you, there's going to be two to three just like, ooh, moments where Ayuk just breaks this dude's ankles and one style. I'm talking 1997. And one mixtape, the professor out there. There's like three people that know what I'm talking right now. And then the announcer comes over there. What, 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 what? Like, where, where's Wade Breezy's like uh, horns right there? Like, I'm telling you, it's happening, man. Um, I, I'm I'm more certain about that than I am anything else this week. Is that Ayuk is going to freaking eat. Can we get him the ball? Can we get him the ball? Oh, ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited, baby. I hope you guys are excited too. Yeah. It, it, does somebody know what I'm talking about with the N one mixtape? Am I the only one that was like watching those and trying to practice? It, come on, man. Somebody else got to help me with this. Yeah, I, don't leave me out here <laughs> on the ledge. Now, sticking with other players that I think you can exploit the the safety Neil, um, who's kind of turned into a journeyman, 71st out of 88 safeties ranked. Um, there we go. Ooh, baby. Definitely seen those hot sauce, John. Yes. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Y'all didn't leave me on a ledge. You guys came on out there. Yes. There we go. Escalating the professor. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. Now real quick offbeat reference. If you haven't watched hustle, I made my whole family watch it. Hustle on Netflix. It's a Adam Sandler movie about basketball. It's awesome. Professor makes a, you know, a little uh, cameo in there. Amazing movie. I made my son watch it. Uh, anyway, I digress. Let's talk about the scheme. What is it that the the, the Steelers do? They're a 3-4 odd front. They play a lot of man coverage. They don't blitz. They really, really don't. And now the problem with the 3-4 whenever you're trying to attack it is you have five guys who could come at any time. You just don't know which five they are because they got the three down linemen. That's the odd front, right? Odd three. Um, and then you got the two outside backers. So it looks like a five-man front. It looks like a five-two. It's a three-four. Um, but you don't know which four are coming. They don't blitz very often. Listen to these blitz rates to end the season last year. Week 18 versus Browns, they blitz seven times. So five or more is considered a blitz. Week 17 versus the Ravens, 10 times. Week 16 versus Raiders, nine. Week 15 versus Panthers, 10. Do not blitz very much. That's not what they do. Um, yeah, man coverage, 45% on third downs. Again, I'm telling you. You mean to tell me Niners get 10 third downs a game. You're going to play man coverage five out of 10 of those? I'm going to 11. 
It goes to 11. Uh, shout out to Spidal Tap. Uh, why don't you just turn it to 10? Well, it goes to 11. Um, I'm just saying, man. Whew. I, I really, mm, I really, really do love that matchup this game. Now, I listened to all of Tomlin's press conferences, and he was asked, what are your thoughts on Brock Pur Purdy and the 49ers offense? And he said, and this is a quote, quote, it's less about Brock Purdy and more about Kyle Shanahan, end quote. Now, 100% correct statement. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Shanahan's Kyle Shanahan. But if I'm Brock Purdy and I heard that, you can't tell me I'm just like, all right. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's more about Kyle Shanahan than Brock Purdy. Okay. Okay. It's not rude. It's not disrespectful. It's correct. But, dude, if you're Brock Purdy, okay. Okay. Cool. And guess who? Guess who? Who was the first-round quarterback that was selected last year? Yeah. Right? Kenny Pickett, who he's going against. This stuff matters to players. It does. I think that it is. Now, back to their defense. Physical, aggressive, definition old school. Really, their offense and defense and their logo and their uniforms and their city and the way they handle It's old school. That's what it is. Very sound defense. They don't give up a lot of big plays. They don't. Um, they rely on their defense to win games, period. That's all there is to it. Um, they're at their best and obvious passing downs. And gosh, man, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm telling you, IU guys, listen to me. <laughs> now, do I think that IU's going to have like 100 yards and two touchdowns? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. The 49ers have so many different ways to, you know, cut you. I'm telling you right now, that dude's going to be Dyson. That's all I know. Uh, from Q, thank you for the super chat. He says, you also can't tell Purdy's, uh, you also can't tell Purdy's 100% arm is deloading and him shaking it weird in the Chargers game. Just get through the game, BP. We'll see. You know, they, they could say, you know, my f axiom is I trust the 49ers on a lot of things. I don't trust them on injuries at all. But we were at the point where Brock Purdy was questionable to be on the pup to start the season. That dude missed one training camp practice and was out there from second day on. Now he had some intermittent days off, but I'm not too concerned about the arm all in all. Um, that's just me. Maybe that's just the optimism. But I'm not too concerned there. Uh, re really, really not. Oh, there we go. Somebody got it right there. Love the Spinal Tap reference. Thank you, Breaking 80. You're a real one. Um, th the goal is to get as many references in from the past as possible. Um, we got to keep these things alive. I I'm wearing my homage top shirt, uh, which I, I love this shirt. One day I was wearing it on the beach, whatever. I was still in Southern California. I'm walking on the beach down at Hermosa, I think I was. And this old guy comes up and puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, do you like baseball cards? And I was like, oh, this is somebody's lost senile great-grandfather. I was like, yeah, I do. I love baseball. I forgot I was wearing the damn shirt. I just thought it was some random old dude walking around touching people. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I love baseball cards. We, we talked for a couple minutes. He was a really nice guy. And I walked off. I was like, that was the weirdest interaction I've ever had. Then I looked down. And I was like, oh, I'm a dumbass. That's what it was. Yeah, he came up and talked to me because I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> um, anyway, 
I do have this to announce. We're going to be working with Amish again this season. September 12th. September 12th. Y'all need to set the date on this because they are re-releasing the old, the old Satin 49ers starter jackets on September 12th. It's first come, first serve. Last year, they, they sold out in 37 minutes last year. We're, we're talking the gold satin. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Homage has those. They're going to be available first come, first serve September 12th, early in the morning. So you do the best you can. Um, and we'll, we'll see what it is, and I hope y'all get it. I'm warning you now. It's going to sell out in 15 minutes. I don't know what time in the morning they go live. They won't tell me that. If you want one, you got you guys know which jackets I'm talking about. So uh, that that's that's what's that's what it's going to be. Grand A says, "Yeah, I need that jacket." And one, if just for I have more homage T-shirts than I do anything else, and I bought most of their products before I reached out to them because I just love it. All my Mortal Kombat stuff and the Blitz T-shirts, and I've got a candlestick shirt. Like they have the most Niner stuff. So go check them out. Let them know the 49ers rush uh, sent you. I don't have a promo code or anything, um, but anyway. Yeah, go get that stuff. Go get that stuff. Now, before we flip to the other side, man, we're, we're not halfway done with this episode, baby. I'm too excited. I'm just too excited. Um, and after this game, after Sunday's game, then it's time for the All-22 breakdowns. And you know where to get them? Right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launched, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. All right, so head over there. We have our Patreon. That's never going to stop, but we are a lot, We could do a lot more with the 49ersrush.com. So wherever you're at, wherever you support the show, want to say thank you. Um, this is this is allows us to do this full-time and travel and throw these parties and all those things, um, which, you know what? I was checking the weather this morning, Dave. What's up, brother? He says, if it rains, I'm worried CMC will get overused. Check the weather. It's It's... I checked the weather on Monday. It was supposed to be just fine. No rain. Checked the weather Tuesday. It was a mess. Wednesday looked terrible. Today, back to not really that bad. It, you know, again, based off the app I'm using, might be a little bit of rain around like 11-ish, which will be the local time. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm not too – this ain't going to be a, you know, Bears game week one last year. I'm bringing the ponchos, but I don't think I'm going to be wearing them. A uh, little rain don't hurt. A little rain don't hurt. Um, so we'll see what happens. And with the way both these teams are built, Dave, I don't think it really benefits either. I really, really don't. Maybe you could say it benefits the Niners because Kenny Pickett has the smallest hands, I think, of any quarterback ever. Um, but they're both old school run, short tackling, establish the run teams, build in the trenches. I don't think there's a, an advantage anywhere there. Um, that's my own personal opinion. 
right here. Mitchell will be used for third and short if there is one. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty big on Mitchell this game. You'll those of you that bet that post for the Jerry Rice tier and above on both of our sites. Um, I usually get that up Friday or Saturday once the injury reports roll in and a little bit more probable, all that stuff. But some bets I know. And I'm waiting for those over-under. I'm going to be betting the over on uh, Elijah Mitchell rush yards this week. It's just my own little whatever. You take that for what you will. All right, let's switch. Let's go to the Steelers' offense. Let's learn everything there is about them. Everything. Let's start with the guy who's in charge, and this guy is in charge. Tomlin's more of a defensive guy, always has been. Matt Canada, Kenyatta. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking, it's Canada. Um, he made his way through the Big Ten, and everywhere he went, he just got promoted. Integrity, you won't find people that say bad things about him. People just don't like his scheme because it's very old school. It's very outdated. It's Big Ten, right? Three yards in a cloud of dust. This dude is one of the architects of that kind of mindset staying true to the big 10. Um, you know, he, he, Indiana, he was a GA for three years, went to Butler as an OC for one year, nor this is one of my favorite connections. We'll find I have a, a whole thing of ties between Pittsburgh Steelers and 49ers that I'd love. He was the Northern Illinois running backs, then promoted to quarterbacks, then promoted to OC. He was there for six years. Led them to a MAC championship. Guess who was there while he was there? None other than the great Jimmy Ward. This dude coached Jimmy Ward. Now, he was an offensive guy. Jimmy Ward was a defensive guy. But still, I love stuff like that, man. Those little connections. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Then he goes to Indiana, back to the Big Ten, quarterback's coach. Gets promoted to passing game coordinator. Gets promoted to offensive coordinator. The dude just works his way up. He was there for seven years. Wisconsin OC one year, NC State OC three years, Pittsburgh OC for one year, LSU OC for one year. He's been around, man. And then Maryland's OC and an interim head coach for one year. Then he goes to the Steelers back in 2020. He was their quarterback coach for one year, promoted to offensive coordinator the very next year, and he's been there. This will be his third year as offensive coordinator. His offense has finished 21st and 26th and points scored in those two years. Not great. Fans complain about him more than anything. As much as you get the complaining about in 49ers Twitter and social media, whatever, dude, fans don't want, especially fantasy people, do not want Matt Canada around, but he's such a good dude. He fits with Tomlin, fits with the defense wins championship mentality, all those different things, just a dinosaur mentality scheme-wise. But... Let's go through the ranks because it's bad. Uh, not good last year. Again, this is out of 32 teams now. 26th in points, bad. 23rd in yards, bad. Fourth in turnovers. They protect the damn ball. It's like the philosophy is, look, offense can lose the game for you. It ain't going to win it for you. Defense is going to win the game. Offense, don't ruin it for us. That's their idea. They were second out of 32 teams and fumbles lost. 17th in interceptions, 15th first downs, average average, 24th pass yards, bad, 32nd pass touchdowns. They only had 12 touchdown passes the entire year. The 49ers last year had not one, but two quarterbacks <laughs> that threw more touchdowns than their entire team. They're not dynamic. They're hoping George Pickens can kind of fix that, but I'm just going to be honest with you. 
it's not a dynamic offense. It's never gone. It was, it's not built that way. It's not called that way. It's not drafted that way. 25th in pass yards per attempt, 5.6. That will make Shanahan throw up. That's probably one of his favorite stats. Um, anything under seven is inexcusable in a Shanahan offense. They're at five, six, right? Throw the ball 30 times a game, multiply 30 times. What's that? A yard and a half difference. You see what I'm saying? That stuff adds up. It adds up. Um, 10th in rush attempts, 16th in rushing yards, 11th in rushing touchdowns, 25th in rush yards per attempt. Not efficient at all. It's just not what they are. They're not efficient. They just want to minimize turnovers and let the defense win. That's it. That's it. Now, strengths, and they do have them. I think the best player on the field for them is George Pickens. Now, Pickens is a whole handful um, dropped, you know, down the ranks because off the field stuff and whatever else. But when that kid's on the field, he is a straight up baller. I literally see him as how do I say this? I, Jamar Chase light, like you, he's never covered. He's not a guy that gets separation. It just throw the damn ball up. I'm gonna jump up and I'm gonna take it away from whoever's there and make a circus catch. That's what he does. He's he's Jamar Chase light without the speed. But he's a he's the best player on their team offensively. Pat Fryermuth, their tight ends, awesome. Seventh highest rated PFF tight end. He's a baller. He's two way guy, tough. Another Pittsburgh guy, Penn State. They like their local guys. It means a lot to them to be from Pittsburgh. You look at Sayumalu, uh, right? Pittsburgh guy played in Philly. Tenth best guard last year. Kenny Pickett, guess where he played? Pittsburgh. Offensive coordinator, Pittsburgh, right? Defensive coordinator, Pittsburgh. They like their own. It's their identity. It's it's Midwest. They're the damn Steelers. They're the definition of a lunch pill. And it permeates their entire offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff, front office, logo. They are in sync. They know who they are. They don't try to be who they're not. And because of that, it works. It really, really does. Um, if we had the same thing here, I don't think we'd like it. It's not flashy. They don't have gold out there, right? It's just it's funny how teams fit what they what they're about. Uh, Ed, what's up, man? Appreciate the support. Steelers win games with their defense. Their offense is average at best. At best, I think it's below average. Um, I could think of probably twenty five. Like, Steelers are bottom-line offense. Unless George Pickens is an offensive player of the year caliber, they cannot have a top-10 offense. Won't happen. Even if Kenny Pickett is great, just by design, they run that damn play clock down. They stay in the huddle longer than anybody else. I hate watching their All-22 film because the All-22 film breaks when they break the huddle when they're starting to line up. And so the play starts, and you're like, all right, here's the play. Okay, now they're about to snap it. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Now they're, nope. Okay, here we go. Now, nope. <laughs> Every single play, it's just like, God dang, it snapped the damn ball. They're not flashy. Uh, they're just, hey, man, we're going to go at our own pace. That's uh, the tortoise and the hare whole argument. Now, if we look at things to exploit, back to this idea that they're offense. Look, they scored over 30 points one time all of last season, and it was 30 points exactly. Once. That's it. 49ers went over 30 points nine times, 
In fact, the 49ers went over 30 points in Brock's six out of eight games. They did it once all last year. It's not designed to be a Ferrari. It's not designed to be explosive. Not what they want to do. Um, guys, you can exploit. Ooh, I think that they have the most average <laughs> left and right tackle in the NFL. Like wherever the bar is for average, they got it. You got Okafor at right tackle. He was 60th out of 81 tackles. Terrible. Now, or if you look at just what he gave up, he gave up 41 pressures last year. Okay. He started all 17. Both these guys started every game at tackle. So they do have continuity there. Okafor, the right tackle, 41 pressures, most on their team. To put that into perspective, McGlinchey led the Niners with pressures last year with 39. So he gave up more pressures than McGlinchey. He gave up three sacks, five quarterback hits. Now their left tackle, who they're starting over their rookie, Broderick Jones, who they traded up in the first round for, Dan Moore Jr., played every game last year. He was 57th rated tackle in the NFL. Listen to this. 39 pressures, not good. Seven sacks. McGlinchey gave up the most for us last year with six. Ten quarterback hits allowed by Dan Moore Jr. Burford gave up the most with six. So you're looking at the mo more pressures than our worst guy, more sacks than our worst guy, more quarterback hits than our worst guy. Those are the returning starters. Right? You see what I'm saying? And, like, if you look at the way Pittsburgh calls the game, sacks are a bad thing. For a Shanahan offense, a sack is a killer. For a Matt Canada offense, a sack is, that's okay. Like, they don't care. They do care. They don't want to give up sacks. But that's not a deal breaker for them. Turning the ball over is a deal breaker. You see what I'm saying? Like, a sack will ruin a drive for the 49ers. For them, they're like, oh, we still get a punt? Okay, cool. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. It's not the same. Their number three wide receiver is Allen Robinson, who we know quite well. Um, not good anymore. Kenny Pickett, last year he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. And a little nugget I found whenever I was digging through all the data. Get this, all nine Kenny Pickett's interceptions last year were not against the Blitz. All nine picks that he threw were against four-man pressure. Four. Guess which team brings the most four-man pressure in the NFL? Well, at least the last few years. It's the 49ers. Do I think Steve Wilkes will blitz more? I do, but I don't want him to. I don't want him. Now that Bosa's back, don't want him to. Because Kenny Pickett, he's a guy who thrives against the blitz when he can beat it with his feet and then look downfield to open passing lanes. You bring four, you drop seven, those lanes aren't going to exist. You bring five, drop six, you don't get there quick, that's where he can make you pay. I want turnovers, damn it. That's what I want in this game from this defense. I want those. <laughs> I want to go get them, man. I want to go get them. I really, really do. Now, their scheme, three yards, cloud of dust. Talked about that. George Pickens is like their flavor saver, their A1 sauce, right? Deontay Johnson, very good wide receiver. Um, similar to Ayuk in the fact that, man, he's a space creator. No doubt about that. But he has some of the worst hands in the NFL. Last year, he had eight drops in the NFL. Debo had five, to put that into perspective. Debo, not great hands either. But Deontay Johnson, like his career almost never got taken off uh, for Toledo because he drops the ball so damn much. Pickens doesn't need space. He's incredible. One of my favorite matchups this game is Pickens versus Charvarius Ward. 
They are built the same. Don't give up space. Make catches hard. They're both trying to do the same damn thing. That's just going to be fun. Um, that is going to be very, very fun. Right here, Big Papa says, man, do not give up third and long. Yeah, I think there's two ways third and longs are converted by Pittsburgh. You're talking 50-50 jump balls to George Pickens, or you bring pressure, Kenny Pickett breaks contain, runs with his feet. Those are the two ways. That's it. Pat, Pat Fryermuth, you could add in there, but not by design. I'll take Hufunga and Warner over Fryermuth every damn day of the week. It's not even close. Um, but yeah, George Pickens deep, Kenny Pickett running with his feet. Those are the two ways, Big Papa, that, that kind of concern me whenever we're talking about what that's going to look like. Uh, now, uh, what they do, 17.6% of their plays are play action. 49ers 26 last year with Brock Purdy at quarterback. 6% of screens. They're probably the worst screen team, but they do it all the time. Um, they're not good at it. So they threw 27 screens last year. Four went for a first down, zero for touchdowns. But they're not good. Um, screens are bad. So go ahead. We're a short tackling team. I am not concerned about that. 12% deep throws for them with Kenny Pickett. Brock Purdy was at 11.6, so very similar there. Um, th things are just similar. Now, my favorite matchups in this game is, like, I wanted to look at, okay, where are the best on best? Not necessarily exploit matchups, right? Both of us, anybody. Both of us, those left and right tackle. Mm. So glad he's back. That's a big reason why I think Bosa's back, dude. I don't want to miss that matchup. He's over there freaking licking his chops. But my favorite best on best defensively for the Niners, Charvarius Ward and Pickens. Now, Pickens is a 50-50 split left and right side. I don't think we travel our corners this game. I don't I don't think we will. Um, so you're only going to get Charvarius Ward versus Pickens half the time. And then our linebackers, Greenlaw and Warner versus Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, that's advantage, advantage. Check, check. But Najee's a good player. Fryermuth's a good player. I don't think either are Warner Greenlaw. And if you want to throw in Talanoho Funga in there, whew, ah, that makes me excited. Now you got two guys playing against each other that were on the same team, Javon Hargrave and Siamalu. Both of them were with the Eagles. That is going to be must-see TV. Uh, I'm the all 22 there. Whenever you get that behind the the quarterback angle, uh, which we'll have every single play, offense, defense, special teams broken down for you guys. Loaded on the 49ersrush.com and Patreon, and we'll walk you through all of that. Um, now the other side of the ball, Kittle versus Minka Fitzpatrick. You know George Kittle's weird in the fact that he always wants to play the best. He's not trying to exploit matchups, whatever else. You, you talk to him about Buda Baker, that dude lights up like a damn Christmas tree. And I understand he's been dealing with the injury. He will not miss this opportunity to go against Mika Fitzpatrick. It's who he is programmed to be. I'm excited about that. Aaron Banks versus Cameron Hayward. Woo! That's going to be fun as hell. Ayuk versus everybody. But that, again, that goes to the Bosa category for me. That dude going to be skating out there. But the number one matchup, you know, we've mentioned Mike McGlinchey three times in this show so far, I think. All negative. McGlinchey's a good running blocker, no doubt about it. But pass pros, where he was deficient. His replacement, Colton McKivitz, gets his toughest 
matchup of the entire season, week freaking one. TJ Watt versus Colton McKivitz. Now, TJ might, you know, go back and forth, but he plays mostly, mostly, mostly on the defensive left side for the Steelers or the offensive right of the 49ers. You're going to get Colton McKivitz versus TJ Watt a considerable amount. I truly believe Colton McKivitz can become a fan favorite in one damn week. You know how many questions I've answered over the years through DMs and emails over Mike effing McGlinchey? More than I can count. If McKivitz can step in, you know, I had some people message me saying, what if he can do to, <laughs> to <coughs> excuse me, TJ Watt, what Aaron Donald did to, uh, or sorry, what Brunskill did to Donald. That would be huge. I, I'm not saying he's going to like stonewall him. That's not a prediction at all. I'm just saying if McKivitz can go out there and hold his own against TJ Watt, shout out to this front office, man, to develop this guy for year after year after year, come out in week one and get this test. We're going to find out because if Colton McKivitz ain't it, we're going to find out. This is the week. Ah, oh, man, I'm pumped. I'm so freaking pumped. Ed says, John, I really uh, believe Juice will have a great game. Look at the matchups, and Juice will be all over the – yeah. You never know how Kyle Shanahan's going to use him. You never know. I, I just talked about the 2019 game where he was all over the place, which was awesome. But is it going to be like that? Is this going to be a CMC, you know, Debo game and all that kind of whatever? But, man, I'm pumped about all this stuff. Listen to these connections. We're going to get into our bets and predictions and stuff. Shout out to Coach Cruz. Listen to these connections between the 49ers and the Steelers. I love this stuff, man. Uh, Brandon Allen, our third-string quarterback, Drake Greenlaw, and Armand Watts, who's with the Steelers, all together at Arkansas. Georgia boys, there's a bunch of them. Charlie Warner, Robert Bill Jr., Pickens, all together at Georgia. Cameron Latu, Najee Harris, together at Alabama. Ayuk and Reno Wren, Arizona State. Listen to all these Georgia Tech guys. Jordan Mason, Tariq Carpenter, Presley Harvin III, Trey Swelling, all together at Georgia Tech. We got Iowa boys. Desmond King, who the Steelers just picked up. Tomlin said he, they don't think he's going to play very much. He just joined their team. Uh, and James Daniel, George Kittle, all at Iowa. Aaron Banks, Miles Boykin, Notre Dame. Jair Brown, rookie for us. Joey Porter Jr., rookie for them. Pat Fryermuth, their tight end, all Penn State. Um, and you can even say Kevin Givens overlapped with his time at Fryermuth at Penn State as well. A lot of Penn State players. Now, Marlon Davidson, Martavius Adams, they were at Auburn together. CMC Nate Herbig played at Stanford. Curtis Robinson, our practice squad, with Sime Fayoko, uh, their practice squad at Stanford. Tay Martin, Jalen Warren, Oklahoma State. Samuel Womack, Deontay Johnson practiced against each other every freaking day at Toledo. These matchups matter. Because they know these people. They know them. Jalen Moore and Chikwuma Okafor played together at Western Michigan. We got two tackles. Jalen Graham, Corey Trice played together at Purdue. Uh, I don't think Trice is playing. Uh, Jalen Graham, I don't think he'll play either. TDP, Brandon Fehoko played together at LSU. Taylor Hawkins, who <coughs> excuse me, just got cut today, uh, waived on an injury settlement. Uh, with his injury, so he can play for other teams now this year. But I think he'll come back. But listen to all these names of San Diego State. Taylor Hawkins, Luke Barco, Greg Bell, Trenton Thompson, 
um, all played together at San Diego State. And we got some San Diego State guys that uh, like Dwelly that were before those guys. Joey Fisher, um, who was with the Niners as an undrafted free agent, signed with the Steelers practice squad. Um, so he's over there as well. I, I love these things. And not to mention, you've got their head coach was a coach with Kyle Shedhan. Their OC was with Jimmy Ward back in the day at Northern Illinois. Ugh, I freaking love it, man. It's so cool just how the NFL intertwines with all these college things. This is probably one of the biggest layovers or matchups with all these relationships. That means a lot to those dudes. It really, really does. Um, it's just what it is. Now, let's get into a couple bets of the week. And if you are betting, we got you. Time to make the week even better. Betting with mybookie.ag gives you all the entertainment that you could ever want added onto watching your 49ers play. So here's what you do. You go to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, or you can just highlight this little QR code next to me or the link in the description of this video or podcast. And when you sign up, this is awesome. They have a 10% cash bonus. So anything that you deposit, a minimum of $45, 10% of your first deposit comes with a one-time rollover. You're not going to find better odds than that anywhere in the betting industry. So head over there, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, now it's time for everybody to drop your predictions in the live chat, okay? Uh, start with what you think the score prediction is going to be. Just drop that. Uh, I'll conclude the show with mine, but I want to share some of yours. And if you want to share other predictions, okay, not that Brett and I is going to go off, not that, like, I want specifics. I want Ayuk will have six catches, blah, 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 and a touchdown. Fred Warner will have eight tackles, one TFL, things like that. Um, so let, let's let's start uh, getting those in. Uh, let's get Ed says, John, we all wish a safe trip and fun trip for you. Thanks for the show today. Go get it for all of us. Man, that – when I first started those trips, I would always go by myself, which that's just the way that it was, you know, living in Texas at the time and all those things. And my personality, I'd show up, what's up, Niners fans? And I'd meet people and whatever else. And then one time I did a trip and I was like, hey, we're going to be at this bar if you want to come say what's up. It's like 70 people showed up. It was so awesome. It was just, I, it was organic. It was just, there were a bunch of one person and, you know, two, three people groups that were looking to be a part of something that didn't know people that were local to the area. And it was just so cool. It was like freaking Power Rangers, just like, like we just built together. Um, and, and again, I, I said earlier, there's two things that this show tries to do. Increase the fan experience through education, bring community together. And I, I hope that we continue to stay true to those ideas. And so thank you. Appreciate you. And if you're coming out this weekend, you better say what's up, man. Let me say thank you for all your support that you do for me. That's what's huge. Now, football starts tonight, which is so fun. Um, we do have a four-team teaser that I put up there just because I wanted to include that first night of football just so we could watch it. The way a teaser works, like every team has a spread. And I'm gonna be really I'm gonna after I'm done with this, I'm gonna make a video to show how all this works and on the site where to click it all. That's gonna be up on Patreon and that's gonna be up on my bookie. I'm sorry, on Patreon and the 49ersrush.com. Four team teaser. So each team gets 13 additional points added to the spread. Now to get paid, 
you all these have to happen. I'm taking the Chiefs versus the Lions. Now the Chiefs are minus five, but with the plus 13, the Chiefs could lose by a touchdown and still get paid. So the Chiefs get eight points against the Lions tonight. I'm taking 49ers versus Steelers. Again, you're adding 13 points to the spread. So that's the 49ers plus 10 and a half points. Niners could lose by 10 and we still get paid. Ravens, I'm taking them. They're the big favorites. So you only get three points in the Ravens games versus the Texans. And I'm taking Bengals over Browns plus 10 and a half points. You bet 10 to win eight. I'm not a parlay guy. I'm a huge teaser guy. Bet with Vegas, not against them. Um, that's huge. Now, I'm going to have a whole bunch of bets over there for week one. But again, my number one bet I'm most sure about is Brandon Ayuk over three and a half receptions. I just think Kyle's going to throw the ball a little bit more than he's used to. And I think Ayuk just has the most favorable matchups in this game. So if Ayuk gets four catches, we get paid. Bet five to win 3.3. Again, I'll take that all day. Uh, you bet what you feel comfortable with. I'll have long-term bets and some other stuff up there. Uh, the props are still rolling out, and I'm waiting on a little bit more injury report news before I go through with all those. I usually load those Friday or Saturday. Um They'll be available on both of those platforms. So let's get through. Let's talk through some of y'all's predictions as they start coming out. Uh, I love this. Niners Nation, congrats on the win early. He says 28-17 Niners. Mosquito Killer, what's up, brother? 31-17. We got a 24-17, 26-14. Now you got to remember, the over-under is 41 points. It's going to be a low-scoring game. And right here, Smitty, I like this, 26-13. to He's right at the over-under. Coach Cruz says 23-16. CMC 125 on the ground. Woo! If you feel that way, the over-under right now, I think is like 65 yards on CMC rush, rush yards. So if you ever feel there's something you're super confident about, man, go check it out over there on my bookie. Uh, bet small. Don't bet huge. Don't bet anything you can't win. And if you're addicted to gambling, stay the hell away. It's entertainment. We make money, but I'm sure we're going to lose at some point. Uh, we haven't yet. Yeah, we've lost weeks. We've lost games, but we haven't lost. We've never had a negative month, um, which very important to me. But I'm not going to get you rich either. I'm going to make you some money, but it's what it is. We got a 31-10 Niners. I love it. Is anybody predicting the Niners to lose? Crazy Juice. He's got a freaking barn burner. Niners 34, Steelers 28. Dave says 2017. Ooh, I like that. I like all these. Right here, Alberto. He says, one big question for fantasy. Who should you go with, B.A. or Debo? I prefer Ayuk this game. Neither are bad plays. If you only start one, there we go. Ooh, look at S14. Kittle, 92 yards and a tutty on six receptions. Gosh, I hope he's healthy. I love it. I freaking love it. Thomas, Shanahan starts slowly. This will be Niners 19 to 16 good as gold i mean moody <laughs> you had to slide that in there we got a steelers fan here steelers 23 to 3 all right man uh you you do your thing shoot your shot big dog ed 31 to 17 cmc two rushing touchdowns kittle gets two man that is awesome moody one field goal i'll take that in a heartbeat i love it man you guys are the best uh grand day says 24 13 us yes yes Here's my predictions. Both teams, number one goal is to limit turnovers. They want clean games. 
The problem is you got two of the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL, neither one of which has started an entire year. Protecting the ball is going to be huge this week. If you can do that, you have a chance to win. And this is usually the way that it goes. The team that wins the turnover battle wins the game. Now, I think the Niners could lose the turnover battle by one and still win this game. They're that much better of a team, that much better of a roster. So, for example, if the Niners turn the ball over twice, Steelers turn the ball over once, you're negative one in the turnover differential, it's going to be a close game, but I think the Niners can still win. If the Niners are negative two, then I don't think they even have a chance. So if we look at our defense, I'm betting Kenny Pickett to throw an interception. The over-unders at half a pick, you can bet on Brock Purdy, you can bet on Kittle, whatever. I'm betting on Pickett to throw an interception this game. I just think if I was a non-49ers fan, I would bet Brock to throw one too, just because you have the two most opportunistic defenses in the NFL when it comes to interceptions. I'm not going to put that Brock Purdy bet out there. I will put a Kenny Pickett one out there, though. But if I'm being completely like unbiased, I should bet against Purdy throwing an interception. I'm not going to do it. Um, I bet for entertainment. That's not fun for me. I don't want to be happy when Brock Purdy throws a pick. So I don't do that, right? Um, Najee Harris might get 40 yards rushing and 15 receiving yards. If you have Najee Harris, you got to start him with where you drafted him in fantasy. But, man, it's going to be bad. is going to get a sack. But I think my favorite prediction of this game is Javon Hargrave two tackle for losses and a half sack. Um, he's going to cause problems against his former team. Offensively, I keep talking up Ayuk. Six catches, 90-plus yards, and one touchdown. Like, I, I think Ayuk's going to have a game, guys. Uh, I'm betting over on the yards. I'm betting over on the receptions. Uh, I don't like to bet TDs just because they're fluky, but... They're going to play man coverage down there. Ayuk, he's getting in that damn end zone. That's all I'm saying. Purdy continues to have two-plus touchdowns. His streak, uh, whatever he plays and doesn't get injured, will continue. Elijah Mitchell um, dominates this game. I'm saying 10 carries for Elijah Mitchell, 55-plus yards. Um, close game, dirty game, nasty game, week one game, maybe a little bit of rain. I'm going 49ers win. Cover the spread, 24-17. to 17. I have a very difficult time finding a way for the Steelers to score more than two touchdowns. Unless there's major turnovers, pick six, fumble, return for a touchdown, special teams. Uh, you script the game out. I struggle with that. I just I just really do. Phil, thank you, my friend. He says, great show, John, one of your best. Uh, when are you giving away the Bosa jersey? Oh, my gosh. Phil, you are the freaking man. So our winner, we had so many entries because it lasted a month. Um, and so I get all the people that entered. I get a number. I put it into a generator, spin it. Then I scroll down, find that number. Then I make sure they're a Niners fan because I'm not going to give somebody a Niners. That's not a Niners fan, this stuff, uh, just what it is. The winner is Joe's tweets on Twitter um, at Kindle Joe underscore Joe. She is part of the Seattle faithful. Um, I love it whenever it's people that I've met personally. She is absolutely a pleasure to be around. A shout out to the Seattle faithful. Alex, the chapter president over there. Great people. Excited to party with them later in the year. Um, yeah, so shout out to Joe. She wins the, the jersey. I wish more people could win it, um, but that's okay. We're going to keep doing giveaways here. I'm so pumped, man. This year starts two days, guys. 
really were three days, but two days. So close. I want to say thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. We'll do this every week. Um, I will not be going live tomorrow unless I get bored on a layover. Uh, <laughs> something happens, and then it's party time at all the 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Come check us out. I'll be going live at the end of the show. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Clayton's going to be joining me. We've always done our therapy and celebration shows right after the game's over. I'm going to try to – I bought a mobile hotspot because at all these – Stadium service is always spotty, and so sometimes you can't go live. I bought a mobile hotspot. I'm going to carry it in my pocket. I'm going to strap on a lapel mic, and when the game's over, I'm going to go live, and then they always kick me out of the stadium while I'm recording. You're going with me on the journey, baby. So we're going to try to do something different this week, win, lose, or draw, so you join us for celebrations, which I think we will have, or you're going to join us for therapy. It's week one. We're the faithful. We got Bosa back. Thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. This was a lot of fun. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.